You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. If you're looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you have come to the right place. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this marketing-focused podcast, and it's very, very cool to have you tuning in. In today's episode, I'm talking to Kevin Arutia about Facebook ad creative, because this month we are all about online advertising. In the last episode, we got deep into securing your Facebook ad success by getting your account structure and your audience targeting right. So today we're covering the other part you need to get right, your Facebook and Instagram ad creative. We're talking about what to do with your images and your videos. We're talking ad formats and we're talking about the copy that goes into it all as well. Plus, there's several seriously clever little hacks you're going to learn about too. We're just about to meet today's guest, but before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create Create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with online advertising expert, Kevin Arutia. Kevin owns several successful e-commerce stores, hosts the Digital Marketing Fastlane podcast, and runs the number one Facebook ads agency, Voy Media. Hello, Kevin. Hey, Chloe. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you on. I always enjoy a chat with you, which is why um, in our recording slot, we pretty much nattered in almost the entire time we had to record the podcast. We always share lots of tips when we just chat. So the fact we're on a podcast is going to raise the ante today. So this is going to be a good one. Um, Kevin, let's start at the beginning though. How did you get into online advertising? Yeah. So how I got into online advertising, I think I talked about last time was I started my own I was my background in programming, so I was a programmer living in Silicon Valley, and then I was always like building things. Eventually, I was like always building startups, one of startup competitions, um, and then I really, after I quit working in Silicon Valley, I went to sort of start my own company, and that's when I started my own uh, cleaning company, uh, which is Made Sailors. So that's the first one I did, and that's really where I learned about just marketing in general, and that's when I realized that I had to do like digital marketing because. I was trying to figure out, like, how do I sell this sort of service, this website, which is what I was used to online. And I started off with SEL, which is the easiest. I was like, I was Googling, like, free ways to get traffic. If we're like, you got to do SEL. I was like, okay, let me go do SEO. And that's when I learned about, like, everything about Moz, SEO. I was going on, like, like Black Hat forums, like, you know, all the stuff that, like, you're doing in, like, five, six years ago. Um, so that's kind of how I started that. And then that really taught me kind of, like, everything, right? What was marketing? I was like learning it in there, landing pages. I was learning about email marketing. I didn't realize how important email marketing was. Um, that was something that like was just like, oh, I kind of heard about it. And then for the cleaning company, it was actually like, that's how we got a lot of customers, pop-ups. Uh, that's when you, I mean, by the time I already knew like tracking and Google Analytics, but not really too much of it. And then I learned about um, like advertising. People were saying, hey, you got advertising Google. Um, Google was a big one. But at the same time, this is when the kind of Facebook started going out. So then I started doing more Facebook ads. Um, so I did that for the cleaning company. Um, but then I was doing that for about two years. And after two years, I wanted to do something else. And at this time, um, 
I think Chloe, you probably know, like FBA was like a big thing. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, you got to do FBA. You got, you're making so much money. And so I was reading this stuff online. And then my friend Wilson, who's actually the partner of Way Media, he was doing this too because he just, uh, he always calls it, I, would, I retired because um, <laughs> like he was like pretty much traveling the world for a year. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. Uh, but he was doing FBA for Outdoor Gear Company. And I read this stuff online. I was like, you know, like when, you're, when you read it online, you're kind of skeptical, but then you, you know somebody. And you're like, hey, is this true? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, and I was looking at it. I was like, wow, like you're making more money than me and you have less employees than me. Like I need to know what you're doing. <laughs> and then, and then he pretty much helped me. Uh, he told me what to read, what to study, kind of like anything. Like it's always great when somebody helps you, but like, it's always great when you have some sort of knowledge to sort of say, Hey, look, I'm trying this thing out. Like, what do you think I should do versus like, help me. And you're just like, okay, like I don't even know where, what you know or don't know. Right. So, um, so I listened to all the podcasts about FBA. And then that's when he helped me sort of find products and sourcing. And that was great because that really e-commerce, I think nowadays is purely about marketing. Like the products, everybody has, everybody can make a product. Now you can go to Alibaba. I've been to China three times to sort of talk to our factories. And then we made the company called Montum. And that's when I learned more marketing. And I realized marketing for this e-commerce is much different than kind of anything else. And this is when we truly learned Facebook ads. We learned about influencer marketing. We learned about outreach. We learned about connecting with bloggers um, to actually review your product, connect with YouTubers. Um, and even for Montum, the company, um, we connected with like Wirecutter and New York Times. We're like number one tracking poll, virtual tracking poll. And that really helped us uh, get more sales. And for us, some of the biggest competitors, if you're like in this outdoor space, like Black Diamond and Lecky, which are the two biggest guys, that really helped us put us to like that level. And that's when we got much more better at marketing because um, people actually trust the product and trust the brand. Um, but that's kind of like, that's kind of how I look at started. It, it, my, my experience mostly comes from uh, me doing my own stuff and me trying to figure out like, how can I beat my competitors? Because I think that's, that's how I get, uh, that drives me, right? It's like, how do I beat them? I beat them in a way that's like ethical and makes sense, right? But that sort of drive of like, how can you, uh, and I say this because we would, we tried to be in stores for our products. We did a lot of cold calling, but they say, hey, no, look, um, you, no one knows you guys. And then that's when we're like, okay, how can we beat them? Like, what, what are they doing? That they did right, so they had a lot of great partnerships. So we were starting to sort of figure out like what were these partnerships, how do we get there? Um, but that's sort of like kind of to do that. And of course, that's like marketing is probably talking about Facebook marketing, but we also did a lot of Facebook marketing and, and that as well. And and I guess you, it was from learning all of that, you realized how badly other people were doing it, isn't that's why you created your own agency? Yeah. So basically, we were doing our own campaigns for Facebook ads, and that's when I realized I was like, oh, I was working with other agencies, working with other partners. And I was just like, oh, wow, like, these are, like, I'm, I'm experiencing issues that, like, other agency owners, people just don't really understand about. And I would love to, I was like, why don't I just make my own agency where I truly have the experience of true e-commerce background and true business background? Because I think, Claude, you probably know, like, an agency or e-commerce, that's kind of like a vehicle. But the business is always on top of how to manage people, how to hire people, how to, everything else is like, no matter what you're doing, you still need the sort of core skill. Um, so that's sort of where I, I did an agency um, to sort of help with that too. And that's kind of where initially we thought we were going to be doing that without a client. So it turned out like, this is a three years ago. It turned out like, uh, we didn't really like working with those type of people. <laughs> Which is like, uh, I just be honest, right? It's like, Hey, like, it's like, you're sometimes too new and like, you just can't help them because you're, they're too new. So now we really work with uh, clients and partners are spending anywhere between ter- 20, 30 K minimum on Facebook ads. Cause that's when we can come in and help them with at least what we specialize now, which is the Facebook ads, but also the creativity and the creatives of Facebook ads, where we see that that's where the future of, of ads is going. 
Nice and nice link there, Kevin. I like it. You can tell Kevin's a podcast host, can't you? Because he was he was thinking, oh, I know Chloe wants to ask me about creative next, so I'll bring it back to creative. Um, so indeed I do, Kevin. Indeed I do want to ask you about um, about creative because you see both with your own brands and with those that the agency's working with and you know many others besides, you see a lot of great Facebook and Instagram marketing. And we've already had an episode um, last week that where we talked a lot about targeting and account structure and that kind of stuff, which is crucially important, obviously. But but if you've got a terrible creative or copy that doesn't speak to someone, you can have the best account structure and the base, best targeting in the world and you ain't going to get anywhere. So so what, what currently is working in the world of Facebook and Instagram ad creative? So what's working right now, I'll sort of give like the kind of one that people really know is working still so works really well. It's kind of UGC, that's user-generated content. Um, but when I say when I say it's working well now, a lot of people are doing right now is what they're doing is is they're just saying, hey, people, like we need we need reviews or testimonials of our of using our product or talking about our product, right? And I think that's like the very basic way to, to do it. What people need to do, sort of what we call like more like UGC plus or like UGC enhance, is where you reach out to somebody and you kind of tell them what to say or what words you want included in your in that review. When you kind of leaving it up to chance, they they could say some value props that are not really align with your business or are not really problems that you see customers have that will help them alleviate that pain. But at least when you're sort of like saying like, at least for Montem, what we did was, uh, because this sort of goes like just a marketing principle, we said, hey guys, we're looking for video reviews. And we said, here are examples. And in the examples, we gave keywords that people could say that way because you're like, oh, they just said like a great product. I'm going to say that same word too, because people don't want to think about what to say. They want, they see a word and they're like, oh, okay, this is a great word. Let me use it again. So think about those key words that you want people to think about and just like say, hey, here are example words that you can say. It's kind of like, Chloe, you probably do this, like you sent me an email the other week and I was like, oh, this is great. Like I can, this is exactly what I'm going to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same sort of uh, concept is uh, people want to do it, but people don't want to do that work. But if you can say, hey, here are example lines that you could say, oh, I love, I love this because it helps me walk. It, it alleviates pain. It, um, it's, it's cheap. It's effective, right? So that type of stuff. Yeah. So I, I consider that to be like the future of it. So, but again, just getting real content from people is great. But then if you can sort of uh, kind of like uh, massage it a little bit into what you want it to be is even better. Um, it does sound slightly naughty, but, it, but actually, you know, if you think yourself about if anyone, everyone listening just thinks about when you may have been asked to give a testimonial to someone and, or, you know, a review for a product, and you're like, oh God, I can't think of what to say. You know, 99% of the time you're like, oh really? I love you, but I can't think of mm-hmm. anything to say. But if someone's messaged you and gone, look, I'm, I want a, you know, a LinkedIn testimonial because I'm going for a job in, you know, Facebook ads and I know the company I'm going to is really keen on creative, then you can go, all oh, right, yeah, cool. I can easily put that together. Joe Bloggs worked for us doing Facebook ads. He really improved our results. And I love what he did with our creative. You're still being honest, but you've just been given that helping hand and it just helps people get over that blocker. And I think, you know, as you say, Kevin, about, about putting it in as an, here's some examples which you might even pick from existing customer reviews, which, you know, we've all got that customer review. We're like, oh my God, thank you so much for putting all that in in one review. Send them that, you know, then you're completely, you know, above board. Not that I think the other option isn't above board. So how do we, we've got people giving us great reviews. How do we then turn that into a Facebook ad? So that's sort of where, um, this is where you kind of need, need a little bit more content. So 
you can run this review as just uh, their image or video, which is great. We recommend that for bottom of the funnel or even top of the funnel. And really what you want to do here is people give the audio versions of it. And sometimes people just do like the transcribe automatically on Facebook. But what we like to do is just hard code all the captions on there. That way, uh, that looks. we think that looks better, but also you can do more with it. So you can put the text at the bottom, which is kind of like Facebook's default. But sometimes what we see work really well is adding the text to the top. And how you do that is just think about it like a one-by-one video. And then on the top, make like maybe 30 to 40 pixels of white space. Kind of like you probably see like memes in like yeah. Instagram. It's like that where like that's really sticks out. So do that with like your text talking about it. And you can either have your text sort of um, uh, be dynamic as in when someone talks, update that. Or what we've seen even better is have your testimony on the bottom and then on the top in that white space you can sort of identify the hook or problem that you're trying to solve, right? And on there, let's say you're talking about like, a, let's say, Montem, a, a walking pole product, right? Really, our, one of our biggest value props is like um, having knee pain or can't want to work further. Have that be like the top question you ask. In the bottom, you have that testimony of the person talking about it. Hey, with my poles, I was able to walk on the sidewalk much longer. And then you're saying you're addressing the, the issue and then you're answering that question with your testimony of saying, oh, wow, this thing works. Um, so that's a, that's another way. I would say um, there are a whole host of tools out there which will enable you to do this really cheaply, really free. And I would wholeheartedly agree with um, with doing your own transcriptions because we do as as podcast, you know, our, our podcast. We transcribe every episode of this, and with different accents, God, the crazy that AI comes up with sometimes. You know, you you've, yeah. you you don't want you know in, in the case of the example you're giving, Kevin, walking poles to become. I don't, I don't know, something holds, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, or or walking shoes or something. You know, yeah. it's it crucial things can go wrong when you give it over to the AI. And if you're, you know, if you're putting effort into all the rest of the ad, why wouldn't you do those transcripts? Yeah, it's just so much easier. Yeah, and like I said, the video is going to be thirty seconds, so it's going to take time, of course. And if you have a process, you can get that done. Yeah, and um, video and getting video testimonials is something people find really hard to do. So is there is there a way around it that we can use? written reviews to create videos we can use for Facebook ads? Yeah. So what you could do is another kind of like maybe tactic is if you have the video review, uh, sort of testimonial text of someone that's really good. Um, what we've done is, is uh, you have the image of the person and say, Hey, look, I know you don't want to do a video, but can I use your image? And then what you do is just hire a voice actor and then just read the review. And then you put the text overlay on top and that's what we do. And that works really well. And then you can just obviously maybe a little comment saying, Hey, this is the real review but the voice isn't the same, right? Optional. Uh, but we've done that a lot for a lot of products and brands. And that's really how you can uh, take your content even further is sometimes you just have the the content, but you don't have like the text or voice overlay. Just record yourself talking in a mic and then just say like, tell your storyline, right? Yeah, over it. And just kind of like, uh, you see this all the time with like uh, BuzzFeed or like these news sort of channels where they tell you a sad story, but then it's just like stock clips of stuff. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we could even like just get stock clips and the text if we yeah. we're too scared to voice it ourselves, or if we're we're thinking a voiceover artist is too too crazy. Which, by the way, voiceover can be done very effectively um, on lots of tools. Cool. So testimonials via video. Would we do testimonials as images as well? Video is good. Uh, so when we do video testimonials, really that works really well for the top of funnel and bottom funnel. But really, where we like to use the images is when you can do the images, 
with like the star ratings on top of the text. You know how like Amazon has the stars? Put the stars on top with a quote on it. And then you can run those to sort of like a middle of the funnel. But what works really well is middle of the funnel with like a carousel ad that you can show many testimonials that a user can swipe through. And that we've seen that to be really well. Um, and then that's really good for bottom of the funnel and middle of the funnel as well. And do we have problems with Facebook ad text allowances with this kind of stuff? Because there's a lot of words to a testimonial. Yeah. So what you want to do is kind of like any testimonial, there's probably one or two sentences that are like really good. So you can do like period, dot, 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 a really good sentence, dot, 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 and then do that. But with a 20% rule, which is what you're talking about, is if you're seeing that to, to activate, you can Google the tool. I'm not sure where exactly the link is, but it'll show you like, hey, you're kind of over or below. If you're above, what we've seen to work really well is you can kind of like trick the tool is you just add like kind of like stripes, diagonal stripes. And sometimes like, it's like, oh, it's less and it works. Yeah. And then you're like, okay. So there's ways around it like anything, right? So as I was like faced with people, they were trying to figure out like, how can we get around this stuff? Yeah. yeah. And of course, you know, filling up the whole of that, um, that space with text would look pretty awful anyway. So you can make it look better by restricting it to that 20%. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then, yeah. Do the stars count as text? No, I don't think so. It's like, and that's why like sometimes you just got to like manipulate it. I think the star is a little bigger and you're like, okay, you switch them out. Yeah. Yeah. You can do, you can do all these little tricks and tricks once you kind of like, cause sometimes like you'll see it work really well and you're just like, I need to, I need to get this ad approved. Like I need to get this ad approved. Like, yeah. I love it. Um, so we're talking image testimonials, middle of the funnel. We're talking video testimonials, top and the bottom of the funnel. But what what text do we put alongside this? Because I hear some people say, you know, you should just have one line of text on Facebook ads and other people say you should have, you know, like a 2000 word essay. I exaggerate slightly. Um, what's What should we be doing with the text in those ads? Oh, and are emojis, just to chuck another one, should we be using emojis? Yeah, I like using emojis. So the way I like using emojis, um, just talking the emoji part, is if you're doing like a bottom of the funnel ad or a middle of the funnel ad, is use the star emoji as like your, um, you know how on the bottom of the ad is like description? Mm-hmm. You can actually put the star emoji so then it looks like a five-star rating on there. And it says like the five-star with like a number, like 200 plus reviews, and then like a quote or something. So then it looks like kind of like a native Facebook review, but it's just like us marketers putting that star on there. Uh, a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of tactics hacks here for Facebook. <laughs> this is good. This is what everyone's tuning in for. Uh, um, so, yeah, so you can, emojis are great. You can use them, um, anything like that. But really, for the copy, I, I do, we do both. We do short and long. Really, if you're, it depends on the product you're selling. So, we do a lot of fitness products. For fitness products, we like to do long because we like to tell a story about why this program or why this person that you're buying essentially into is worth it. But of course, in the beginning, that first line, you should be thinking about what is the clear hook or problem you're trying to solve, right? So we do a lot of like, um, like again, we're working with a company that sells like storages for cars. And then the, really the first line is like, have a storage problem. And then you say, oh yeah, I do. Now you go in, okay, here at this company, we create this issue, this product because of X, Y, and Z. And here's how, why it's certified. Or like, you know, we're using all natural materials, all this. And then you say, now buy now and check us out. So really, I, I still think that first line should be that hook that you're trying to get into versus like, hey, here's my product, go buy it. You need to figure out, people need to be kind of captured by the issue first. Same thing with skincare, right? Hey, have dry, oily skin, have have dry skin, have ashy skin. Like that sort of thing that makes people say like, oh yeah, that's me. And then go in, right? Um, so that's kind of how we think about it. Even for us, like when we're trying to like reach out to other marketers, 
um, we'll use words that they understand and be like, hey, uh, are you having trouble increasing your profit uh, on that on your bundle? Like keywords that like your mm-hmm. audience would understand. So the length of the text is more dependent upon how much we we feel we need to say to convince them that we can solve the problem we put in that first line. Yeah, exactly. And also it depends on like the skepticism of your audience, right? Marketers, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you like, who is this person, right? Yeah. So that's what, that's what you think about. It's like, hey, are people skeptic about the products in this space? If they're not, then it could be shorter, right? So you're doing like sleep products. Like there's no really like bad press about it. So it's like, oh yeah, let me go check it out, right? You see, just think about like with any copy or marketing, think about what are people seeing right now or who do you think? What do you think your audience has seen that might make them like resistant to change or to like checking out a solution? So as an example, if I was doing a Facebook ad for the Keep Optimizing podcast to the highly skeptical world of marketers to get them to listen to it, I'd start with kind of some, you know, I have a great testimonial, which they're all going to see and think, hmm, not sure I believe that. Yeah. Um, then you'd have a question um, you know, need to improve your marketing. And then I'd probably put quite a lot of copy, more reviews, where the podcast yep. has been featured and all that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. But if I was selling um, some makeup, let's say, which they can see in the video how the makeup works, and they, they see people putting it on in the video, there's quite a lot of high trust there. So it would be one makeup that lasts all day, question mark, and probably quite a small amount of social yeah. proof because it's a product that people aren't going, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's what you should think about. It's like, what is the skepticism? Or even another one thing is like, do they need more education? Like for like something like, let's say for a marketing podcast, it's like they're getting educated on you, Chloe, and then also the mark podcast itself. It's like, oh, look, like, hey, look, guys, I have over 3,000 episodes. We're like, oh, wow, this person's been for a long haul, right? Okay, so they're actually are doing this, right? Um, so that's, a, that's, a, that's where you should just think about the market. So, but like I said, we like to do both. And we still see, honestly, I still see long copy do better uh, for stuff like fitness just because you can really explain your solution and then justify the price at the end. Like once you sort of built all that proof, you're like, oh, wow, this is great. But like sometimes it's like short copy. Um, this is why people sometimes compete with price because like they just don't explain their solution enough. But if you explain it enough, you can say, hey, look, this is why we're expensive. We're all, like, and, and sometimes this is more just like marketing in general. Sometimes people think that they're like, oh, yeah, they're going to browse the website. But no one's gonna, no one's browsing your about page or con- like no, no one cares. Like tell people everything. Like this is exactly why we do it. So that's why I like using long copy, especially on like product pages or yeah, as people know, like sales pages. So well, it's kind of an amazing opportunity, isn't it? We've got you know compared to a Google ad, which is a teeny tiny thing, with these Facebook ads, we can start the sales journey right there and then. You know, we can start the whole justification of the product, the trust building all those elements. So as when they get to the website, they're that bit more likely to buy because they've already started to be educated by us about the key things we bring to the table and the key things the product does. So it's a huge opportunity, really. And yeah, and I think, and I think probably the number one question people are probably like, oh, who's going to read that, right? Like probably like, oh, who's going to read that, right? But like I tell people like, what's your favorite movie? And it's like, oh yeah, movie. How long is the movie? Two hours. What is that? That's all scripted by somebody. That means your copy, your video needs to actually be entertaining and fun. If you, of course, if you have something that's boring, no one's going to read it. Like, who will? So that is something people need to think about. It's like, it's like you actually need to write in a way that's entertaining and fun. And that's why people need to do storytelling, right? So, but if you're just giving people just like points, that's like, oh, this, is, this sucks. Like, this is boring. Of course, I'm going to read it. Um, so I think people need to think about that because the best stuff out there, like you probably know, like people like to watch shows like The Office, 
what is that? That's a scripted, that's a scripted comedy. Like someone that, that isn't like someone just randomly made this show for like episodes. So you, I think, I think marketers or even business owners or founders think of yourself as like script writers, directors, uh, planning this movie or film of your product or your service that you're selling and saying, how can I get someone entertained to just really truly enjoy this thing that they're reading or watching? And uh, we've talked, I mean, we're talking Instagram and Facebook here, but we've mainly been talking Facebook. So should our strategy change when we're putting ads on Instagram? Because obviously the post format is wildly different between the two, or do people re- react to ads in the same way on both? Um, I, the, really the biggest thing that you probably need to think about is like the f- vertical format. Just on Instagram, you have much less space for the stories. Uh, but that's okay because you can you can have like longer ones. But I really, for us, we think about them as pretty similar and we will run both but kind of what facebook does you probably maybe you probably had your other podcast episode is the audience will, res- will probably resonate with one or the other so sometimes facebook will just spend more money on instagram or spend more money on facebook and then you can sort of maybe adjust your creatives depending on what you're seeing there but usually in the beginning we start off with everything and then see kind of where facebook tells us uh, more people are watching or inter- interacting with um for, but but for example like let's say you're seeing a lot of instagram stuff you should definitely be watching all the comments and interacting with that because that helps with like the retargeting of like Facebook engagers or Instagram page engagers. So um, using a tool or, or someone manually um, is super helpful there. The first time we do this, we should have a, a landscape and a vertical version of the video. And then if we find that, that the ad platform is only showing it on Facebook, then the next time we do it, we could get away with just landscape or vice versa vertical. But to start off with both to give the, the ad the best chance. Exactly. Yep. Cool. I like it. Um, right, Kevin, we have uh, going to have now a reminder of our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about the wider world of online advertising. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your contact list, send memorable emails, automate key messages and more. Way, way more. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Kevin, so far we've gone deep into Facebook and Instagram ad creative. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of online advertising. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with online advertising, which of course does include Facebook ad creative. Kevin, you ready for these? Yes. Excellent. Let's start with online advertising newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with online advertising, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? I think to give your best best chance of success with online advertising is, uh, I think for me at least, is start trying to advertise something small that you own or you could do. That will give you good insights into just what all these metrics and things mean. Click-through rate, CPMs, uh, purchase rate, CPA, uh, all this like audience stuff that you might need to know. I think that's sort of like a great sort of start. Um, it's kind of like how I tell people is even with other founders I meet, I'm like, have you guys done the Facebook platform at all? They're like, no, I'm like, just try it and see what the knobs are. 
I like that. Get get stuck in so you can find the problems you need help with later, basically. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve online advertising performance? How I think about this is I like to, let's say you want to improve something. I really like to go and look at companies. Um, this is more just like a theory. Like look at companies that are advertising that are doing really well. When I say doing really well, I mean like other bootstrap companies like yourself that they that you know they need to be optimizing every single dollar to make money versus looking at some of these big VC funded companies that in theory they look great, right? But you know that they're just spending a ton of money because they just have the money to invest. And that doesn't mean that they're optimizing everything. I would say go look at the bootstrap companies that you know have raised the money but are still doing really well because those founders are actually or even not actually, but not the founders, but like the team that behind there is actually trying to optimize to make money. Um, so that's how I think about marketing in general. It's how I've learned to be better is, uh, it's great to read these stories of someone raising 20 million, but that doesn't mean they're going to be successful. And I think people have seen that nowadays. You make a good point. It's, it's always good to watch the competition, but when you're watching the competition, you're assuming they're actually doing it well. And if they're, like you say, if they're a bootstrap company, not someone who's got shed loads of funding, then it's, they probably are doing it well because they have no other choice. Right. It's impossible to improve our marketing unless we're monitoring the performance. But the list of stuff we could monitor can be overwhelming. So what for you is the number one online advertising KPI? So for us, really, the number one thing is going to be your cost per purchase or your ROAS, essentially. Like, how much money are you bringing back from that ad? And this is just the basic number to think about. Of course, it depends on your product. But like most companies, um, you really want to be thinking about this number because you want, to, you want to be able to think about, hey, do I have enough cash coming in to fund my next ad spend or my next sort of inventory uh, uh, shipment that's coming in? So I think that's super important. But if you don't care about that, then what you probably want to be thinking about is maybe your AOV or your CAC in general, if you're a recurring product. So we do a lot of supplements. Sometimes you're doing supplements. You don't care if your sort of first purchase is much uh, higher because you know that someone's going to come back and buy again. But it just really depends on the product. But most, I would say 90% of customers, even subscription-based companies, care about the purchase and um, ROAS and as in like, did I make money this month in order to me to fund the next month's ad spend, but also the next month's product order. Nicely put. Okay, finally, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in online advertising? I think what's going to be happening is, your question, uh, I think I think people are going to be becoming more, I think companies are becoming more and more media companies, as in the creative stuff is really going to be the biggest part of a company. And, and I tell people all the time, like people are like, oh, I'm not creative or I can't find creators. But I'm telling people like, there's writers out there that are can, can come join your company to just write stuff for you as in uh, ad content. At the same time, some of the best ads that we've seen are, for, are comedic or have humor. There's so many comedians out there that are looking for jobs. Find these people that are naturally like creative and hire them. I know before people are like, oh, writers can't find jobs. I'm like, we're, we love hiring writers because they can think of ad copy and creators. It's like, oh, that's really witty. Like, let's try that, right? So I think finding those people, comedians, uh, uh, script writers, uh, the people that might need jobs, I think will be really great for your company. And I, I think I see that a lot happening with like, kind of what we were talking before, Chloe, it's like, you need these people to help you uh, sell your product. Yeah. 
It's exactly uh, one of the conversations we were having, which nearly meant we failed to record this episode, which was around the fact that both of us hate writing social media. So we've both hired people to write our own social media because it it just doesn't work for us. So I think, I think, yeah, yeah, I I hadn't, hadn't occurred to me that there are so many creative people out there looking for work that this could be an awesome opportunity and could cause a really nice shift in the quality of content that's out there for e-commerce businesses. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I think. I like it. Well, look, Kevin, we're very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Yeah, so you can find me at voymedia.com. That's V-O-Y media.com. I'm on Twitter too. That's just Danis, D-A-N-E-S-T. Um, if you want to email me, it's just Kevin at voymedia. Um, but that's where you can find me. Excellent. Well, look, Kevin, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. You've given me a ton of ideas for going and attacking my Facebook ads again. And I suspect the audience have been scribbling if they're anywhere near pen and paper and if they're not um, wanting to get back to their pen and paper to make the notes so they can go and improve their ads. So thank you so much. You've been so clear and you've explained so many little hacks we can use. It's been been brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for having me. Wow. So how many of you are now off to go and uh, rejig all your Facebook ad creators or rather create a new campaign that's all around those testimonials? So we talked about the power of user-generated content for your Facebook ads. Uh, We talked about using it in images. So just be careful of that 20% text rule. But of course, it's... uh, if you, if you design it well, you can do that and still put a testimonial in there, but you probably want to pick out a couple of key lines rather than a whole paragraph. And don't forget to put um, the stars in that graphic as well. We also, oh, and um, Kevin said that was best in the middle of the sales funnel. Then we talked about the power of doing it in videos and to create either, either get your customers to send you a video of them talking about how awesome the product is, or we discussed a couple of different ways in which you can create video using the text that you have, maybe by doing voiceovers, maybe simply by putting it there. Oh, and we talked a bit about captions and clever things to do with those captions on those videos too. And I mentioned about there being various tools. We will put links to some of those in the show notes for you. Uh, we also then talked about how to do the text alongside those. There's that clever little tip with um, with the emojis and the stars to make it look like you've kind of almost got a review on your ad. Uh, we also talked about the fact that the most important thing is to get that question, that problem question right in the first line. And then the rest of it is however much you need to justify your product, to prove the solution, to prove they should trust you. And then we also just cleared up um, the fact that this will work as equally well on Facebook and on Instagram. But of course, you've got to be be aware of the fact you have landscape on Facebook and you have vertical on, or portrait, I should say, on Instagram. Whew. Well, look, you can get our notes to that, the full transcript of this episode and the links I just mentioned by heading to keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z, don't forget. And as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all our online advertising specialists to join us for a Q&A webinar at the end of the month. Yes, all your Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Pinterest ads, and Google ads questions will be answered. And yes, Pinterest ads is next week's episode, so make sure you tune in for that one. Now, to get yourself registered for the webinar, just go to keepoptimizing.com, S not Z, remember, and you will find out all the details. 
If you're listening to this after the webinar happened, then again, just head to the website for the replay. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you've checked out episode 16. That's the previous one to this one, where I'm chatting all about Facebook ad structures and targeting uh, with Sarah, which when combined with what you've learned in this episode is going to give you an awesome Facebook ads performance. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.